0: Today's episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing, based in Monervale on Sydney's northern beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. I was out there on the weekend enjoying my club rugby with a Modus in hand. It was sensational. Hope you were doing the same. If you weren't, why not get your dose of Modus? Check the guys out online, or why not visit the brewery? Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Well, we've kicked off round one. Uh, plenty of action across the board some very interesting results to talk through and plenty to preview in week two we talk about all the action shoot shield a little bit of super rugby and some interesting happenings in and around new south wales rugby in general hope you enjoy the show welcome to shootcast To shoot cast our round one wrap I'm joined again uh, by some esteemed club rugby men Mark Cashman from rugby News and Andrew Swain from Stan Sport gentlemen how are we this evening I'm very good
1: thanks burjo just uh, just deconstructing and settling in uh, after a great first round of shoot shield and hospitals cup and burjo listen the
2: uh, you know the beat goes on we're in, into round two aren't we but uh Some interesting uh, scores out there in Shoot Shield, then, eh?
0: Some very interesting scores. We're going to get into that and a whole lot more. Um, Swaney, before we do that, I'm just going to keep it on the super scene. Uh, Mate, the Brumbies and the Reds, they're really starting to excel uh, in these matches. They're, They're looking like a cut above the rest of the Australian competition, and it's the new rivalry in Australian rugby, isn't it?
1: We're doing this just to annoy Darren Coleman, aren't we, who listens to this podcast and hates the first 10 minutes being about super rugby. You uh, can
0: skip, mate. I, look, if I see another post, postcard from LA with, you know, blokes in pink rugby shirts and shirts off, and it's like, it's like the rugby tour that went to America and they're just telling everyone about it. It's great, you know. Great. 100%. You can go, uh, that's fine.
1: <laughs> on, your, on your question, yeah, look, the, the Reds and the Brumbies couldn't agree more. Definitely a cut above the rest. I I wish they could play each other every week at the moment because whenever they play each other, it's an absolute belter. And Saturday night's game was no exception. Up there at Suncorp Stadium, physical, uh, fast, skillful. Um, You know, both sides had a red hot crack, and uh, and the Reds came out victorious. But uh, it was you know it's nothing between these two teams, and uh, and it was a great spectacle over. 20,000 fans at Suncorp, it feels like they're sort of building towards a bigger crowd every week.
0: It does uh, seem so, that way, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, it really does. And, and look, they'll probably host a, a final in a couple of weeks. It's uh, it's pretty well all but locked away that that final will be at Suncorp Stadium. And mm. uh, and you, you'd think they'll get, you know, 40, if not 50,000 people there um, for that final. The Brisbaneites and Queenslanders love to turn up when they're winning so yeah it's uh it's look it's great scenes at the moment at the top of that super rugby table and then in the middle it's you know it's pretty closely fought between the rebels and the force and and then even the waratahs you know can still make it
2: wow but, uh, that uh the boys said that, that whole uh, conference says something about uh you know the the joys of not being ground down by the kiwis from 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 week to week but the big news out of Super Rugby is the uh, is the Moana Pacifica and the Fijian Drua being uh, being given the green light to come into Super Rugby in uh, in twenty twenty two. Can't wait to see that happen.
1: Yeah, and we've got a taste of that, haven't we? Casho in NRC the last few years and seeing the Fijian and Drua they actually won the competition and made the mm. finals pretty much every other year that they were in it. And they were such a breath of fresh air to the comp. They they really just added a, a wonderful flavour to it. And I think, you know, it's long overdue, as you say, that, that we have a Pacific Island team in Super Rugby and one that's commercially viable. And, and I, I think that this is a brilliant sort of step. It's probably not the first step, but it's a great step for keeping Pacific Island talent in the Pacific Islands where they should be. And yeah, it's, uh, cool. it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant for the uh, the competition and it's great for our time zone. Um, you know, it's just great for world rugby.
0: Yeah, they certainly entertain in the NRC and wholeheartedly agree with what Sweeney's saying. We've got to do something to protect the viability of Pacific Island rugby, particularly when it comes around to their international credibility at the World Cup. So I think that's a, that's a big step in the right direction. Um, one of the big uh, talking points over the weekend was Stan's coverage of the Shoot Shield. Um, there's been a little bit of mixed feedback, just some some on the, on on some aspects of it, but mate, I just think it's unbelievable to have the games on your fingertip. And Sweeney, they must be listening to Shootcast because I've got the mini match.
1: Yeah, there you go. How good is is the mini match? Um, and I watched all of them, and yeah, um, it's been it's been great to to catch up on all, all the rugby. I think it's something club rugby fans have been crying out for for a while is coverage of all the games and look you're right it was week one in something that's never been done before so exactly there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can be done better and I'm sure that they will be going forward um you know but it, you're right it's week one um and we will you know we'll definitely uh be improving as the weeks go on there's no doubt about that so um, yeah, look, it's great to see them all. Mini matches—that's uh, just that's a brilliant, brilliant addition. That's that's worth the subscription fee alone, I would think, um, for for people to be able to in twenty minutes soak up all the highlights um, of a game. And you know, you, you're talking six games, so you know, a couple of hours, and and you're um and you've you've watched the whole. Weekend's round of shoot shield action—it's um—it's pretty pretty good.
2: And and uh, boys, the the streaming world, and you know this more than most. Swaning is is driven by the numbers, but uh, listen, I, I I don't have access to the numbers yet. But uh, uh, my people in Stan have told me that uh, they're very very happy that uh, uh, that particular sort of coverage. There's uh, you know obviously there, there are a few. Uh, a few pipples, uh along the way uh, but uh, listen they're uh, they're more than happy with uh, with what's being presented there and uh, listen it's only going to grow from here and when you think about it uh, I've done some of the mathematics and it's 40 cents a game you know like uh, for, for, forget your cup of coffee at uh, you know on the corso Berger, 40 cents a game is fantastic
0: <laughs> mate i'm with you i think streaming's always been the thing to move the shoot shield forward craft beer and streaming were the two things I I was advocating for, for a while craft beer was certainly now at every, every round you get a boutique uh, boutique ale. Now we can watch all the, uh, all the shoot shield action we like. And, you know, as Swaney will attest, you know, I I, I would guarantee C7's first week of the shoot shield was a little shaky. By the time they wrapped up, they were sensational. So you got to give it some life, but just by having the smart TV at your disposal and being able to flick around the games is, is absolutely unreal. It's uh. It's porn for a shoot shield fan. Am I allowed to say that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you are. And look, yeah, I, I just, I just want to reiterate, like, you know, it was week one, definitely some issues, but they'll be sorted. And uh, club rugby fans be be aware that you, you're gonna, you know, for forty cents a game, you're gonna get, you're gonna get value big time. So, yeah, um, yeah make sure you you sign up to that stand subscription, and you'll you'll be able to fill. Your boots
0: with club rugby. All right, gents. Well, um, plenty of good feedback there and a good way to start. We've got to get into this, though, because we're into the action. Round one has kicked off. I've ah, got some very interesting results. I'm going to start this off at Manly Oval. Manly 10, Gordon, the Premiers, 78, Owl. Yeah. Yeah, it was a a beautiful day by the seaside. The sun was shining. Um, Lower grades, pretty competitive. Gordon, a little bit too good in second grade, but it was all boding well for a top match. The crowd poured into Manly Oval. Uh, Absolute bumper crowd. People just wanted to get out. There was no real feel of any more restrictions. Everyone was standing, having a beer. Um, and I have to say, Gordon, were incredibly well supported by a lot of travelling fans, which is great to see. goes to show what, what winning can do to a club. So that was awesome. So bumper crowd. And what we got was an absolute clinic. Gordon cut through Manly uh, like a hot knife through butter. Um, you blink. After 31 minutes, it was 42-0. I've never seen anything like it. Um, he, by halftime, it was 49-0. Manly hadn't fired a shot. Um, look, Gordon were razor sharp. Manly were, in parts, just non-existent. You watch the game back and it's just, it's bizarre. There's just no defensive structure and clearly no communication. And obviously Manly fielding seven debutantes, it hurt. There was just wasn't enough talk and clearly no defensive line. And uh, yeah, look, to be honest, everyone at the Seaside's a little bit rattled by this. I mean, we've seen big scores posted. Against clubs um, in the past and some proud old clubs, but it hasn't happened at Manly for a long time. And uh, have to fi- have to say, the feeling around the ground after full time on the weekend was a, a little bit embarrassed and a little bit numb, and it still is a little bit. So uh, we've caught one in the mouth, and uh, yeah, we're just going to have to pick ourselves up from there.
2: Lurge, the uh, w- w- one of the things about it was. Uh... Billy Melrose, who's obviously coached at Manly on, on two separate occasions, mm. said he was nervous coming into this game and expected that it be, would be anything but the way it turned out. And, listen, that was very much the case. The mm. big thing with Manly, though, was the connectivity in, in defensive. I could lapse in, in, in the coach mile, uh, oh, mode. It wasn't because, there. It uh, wasn't. Listen, there. You know, you, you, you were talking about the defensive line there. The defensive line was there, but uh, but but no, it was there getting in the way. Were they, were they?
0: No, it was. Um, well, I'm reading – I'm actually listening to a long audio book at the moment, The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. It reminded me very much of German's invasion of Poland. Very little to no defence at all. <laughs> it's an absolute blitzkrieg in the first half. Trust absolute an ex-Manly. Pre-
1: trust an ex-Manly president to compare a game down at Manly
0: Oval a drubbing to the Third Reich. Mate. <laughs> it was scary. Uh, look, to be fair, we've got to pay credit. to. I mean, a lot of this conversation has got to be about Manly and, and rightly so, but yeah. Gordon were uh, razor sharp. They were a Swiss Army knife. They they were playing with such pace, such tempo. Um, Abel, you know, they've lost Goddard, but don't forget how good a player Jacob Abel is. He was running the show. But, again, as good as Gordon were, you just come back to the fact that it was just... Nothing there from Manly. It was just, yeah, really hard to take. Um, a couple of players, I mean, apart from anyone that Gordon that touched the ball looked like making a line break, I think this Alessandra Polar, he's a serious player, the Gordon winger. He's rapid. Um, he's a real athlete. He did drop the ball over the line, Stone Cold, Campeseesque, esque but we'll forgive him for that. Um, he's going to turn some heads this year in the competition.
2: You listen, got to, got to agree with you there, Virgil. Uh, he... Uh, he was quite uh, outstanding in that Australian Club Championship match. But, uh, yeah, listen, Jacob Abel, three tries. Ben Pollock, the, uh, the fullback on debut, three tries. Jordan Goddard and, and, you know, their back three were all debutantes. And, listen, mm. they had an absolute field day. So yeah, yeah. good good luck to them. Uh, and But, you know, as they say, you're only as good as your last one. So uh, Gordon, uh, 10 out of 10. Manly, probably three.
0: Oh, three. I don't know where you found three, but look, uh, look, I know Goldie has, uh, you know, acknowledged how poor it was and um, was really disheartened by it all. So I know they're spending a, a big week this week, uh, you know, going through a few things. But Manly's a, a funny little club, right? You, you, The team's right on top of the town and, you know, walking around the Corso this week, you're uh, you're getting a lot of raised eyebrows. <laughs> so there's no hiding as a Manly fan or anyone associated with the club this week, but uh, they know that and and they know it's got to be better, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, having um, just traded a couple of messages with Goldie, he, I mean, he said they didn't play well. And I mean, you know, a 78 to 10 scoreline reflects that, right? But, um, you know, he, he's also a pretty, um, you know, he's a confident guy. I reckon he thinks, and, and I'm sure that there's a there's some guys internally who think that they could certainly put in a better. They're capable of a better performance than that, mm. and uh, I'm sure that
0: they will. Mm. Well, they've uh, gonna have to uh, turn it around pretty quickly, obviously. So we will see, um, you know, how that all translates. Now we'll move on um, as quickly as he possibly can, <laughs> to university. The birthplace, the students, um, it was looking pretty grim for Newcastle. It finished 56-12, to 12, University over, over Newcastle Wildfires. Um, halftime was looking a little similar to actions at, at Manly Oval, but um, Newcastle did save some face late in the match. But uh, uni typically looking well-drilled, maybe not with the personnel of seasons past, but super well-drilled, um, excellent scrum, excellent uh, maul, Got some good backs, still got some great players. So uh, they're looking like a force to be reckoning with still, Casho. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh, very much so. I think, uh, as you said, Yenny were pretty well untouchable to, uh, uh, you know, for, for the first 50 minutes of that game. But uh, the Wildfires came back into it uh, after, uh, after that stage. It was one of those games, uh, and, uh, and I spoke to uh, Wildfires coach, Scott uh, Bubba Coleman earlier this week, and he said it was a real case of uh, they kept the ball from us, and uh, listen, we just didn't cope with uh, with uh, the the pace of the game that uh, that they actually did there, and their uh, their defence, obviously with a, with a man called Phil Blake, who's uh, mm. a former Marlins uh, first grade coach and a former Wallabies defence coach, uh, in recent times, and spent some time at. Uh, at Leicester, as does uh, as has uh, the uh, uni coach uh, Rob Taylor. But uh, listen, uh, they were spooked by the speed of the uni line defence, and uh, you know the things that they wanted to do, they they couldn't do, and uh, uni just kept going. Try you know seven plus fourteen plus twenty one, and just kept on going. I think they're probably forty six points. I think we're up before. Uh, before the Wildfires actually uh, got on the board. But uh, uh, overall, the, the, uh, the Wildfires are pretty happy with the way they finished that game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Swain, did you get a catch a look at this one, mate?
1: Yeah, I did. I saw, the, I saw the highlights. I was really impressed with the uni set piece. I thought their scrum and line-out were just absolutely dominant. I mean, that's somewhere that they particularly dominate, um, you know, year in, year out. They're always uh, very, very strong in that situation. Um, but you know, having Declan Moore scoring a couple of tries off, um, you know, rolling malls, Um, You know, I thought Will Cocker was uh, it was great in the second row. Billy Young, what
0: about the do? What about the do?
1: Yeah, it's something else, isn't it? He's really right. got the flowing locks. Ran a right. couple of nice decoys too. I saw uh, during the during the day, but um, you know, they they've just ran some really clinical uh plays i thought uni which is you know again that's a hallmark of how they play footy right yeah um but yeah their set piece in particular just brilliant um you know close to the line scrum line out um too good
0: henry robertson um i actually was you know i somewhat was a bit critical that he got a waratah's birth this year as i am with anyone that i really haven't seen on the shoot shield seen he'd come up from colts but he actually did catch my eye at super rugby level and um I sort of like what I saw on the weekend. He looks like a player with a bit of promise. Very tall-looking halfback, which uh, has worked well in the in the Shoot Shield in in previous years.
2: Interesting, isn't it? He made his he made his, uh, he made his uh, Super Rugby debut before he had a run on for uh, Sydney Uni in uh, in first grade and and played a critical role with an inside ball for Tim Clements to score his tries. So uh, mm. listen, he's. Uh, He's a heartback of some uh, some some promise, so yeah. we'll see how he goes. I'd uh, I'd I'd prefer that they they probably leave these guys to have a have a settled year or two in in shield. a la retain and uh, you know we're probably going to talk about that a, a bit later on uh, during the podcast.
1: Just just quickly on Henry Robinson, I got a good look at him um, at the under twenties World Cup back in twenty nineteen in Argentina. He, he was behind McDonald most of the time, um, Michael McDonald, who, um, you know, is the the kid from Perth, um, but got a couple of, you know, a few minutes here and there and, yeah, was eye-catching um, and probably parachuted into super rugby uh, on the back of that successful under-20s um, tournament. Um, but, you know, a, a really talented sportsman, you know, he's, uh, he's a good polo player from what I understand up in Scone, um you know polo. boy from from the hunter very good polo player um very good golfer as well um and uh and we saw how good he is at the game of footy as well on the weekend just controlled the game nicely Tally ho telly ho telly ho indeed <laughs>
0: dear idea. Oh, oh well um very good look we'll move on um kasha you got a good look at uh the game at Wallara. Um, East 17 over Southern Districts 14 looked like a tight, torrid, maybe a little bit mistake-riddled affair.
2: Yeah, listen, it it had all the hallmarks of a uh, a round one game. Uh, mm. uh, Eastern Suburbs actually shot out to uh, to a 17 nil lead, and uh, uh, you know there 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 were different bits and pieces there where where Eastern Suburbs. Uh, uh, sort of like buckled down and, uh, and, 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 and really got their, uh, their, their sleeves up with a bit of online goal defense. Firstly at half time and then, uh, and then just on full time when, when it was game on 17 to 14, which was the, uh, the final score. So seconds left and, uh, the Beasties, uh, uh, kept pushing back, uh, the, the, uh, the rolling mall and bearing other sort of like, uh, uh, goes at the uh at, at the trial on there so they uh they, they eventually got it out and you know that's that that's what both coaches said it was uh it was a uh it was a round one game uh, it was one of those games that you probably lose rather than win yep uh, and uh, that was the case for uh southern districts who were looking to be to be quite handy actually their uh, their scrum was was excellent. There was some uh, some some very good things done there in 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 the back line and and also in the back row. While mm. these suburbs, listen, they they're going to be there or thereabouts come finals time. Uh, Paulie Townmoyer said Charlie Gamble was absolutely amazing out there, and Dean Open Hunt did some uh, some good stuff there. So uh, you know they were uh, they they were probably a wee bit underdone, but. Uh, listen, uh, we're all better from uh, from week one learnings, aren't
0: we? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, it's a, it, was a, it was a tricky sort of first-up fixture for us. I sort of didn't know what we are going to get from South, but um, they've navigated it, got the four points, and um, onwards and upwards for them. I think it's always going to be an interesting sort of period uh, for the beasts until they potentially get some more cattle back towards the end of the year. But they, they're looking pretty settled. Uh, I think Jack Grant played on the weekend, didn't he? So um, that was a good in.
1: I was just about to, to say, Jack Grant, you saw the the sort of class of Jack Grant on the field out there and, and what he's learnt at super rugby level, I think you definitely saw that out there as well, just a, certainly a calm uh, influence, calming influence, but also just a jack-in-the-box, right, to yeah, the pun, but he's, he's so electric and can just – he's always there. He's always there or thereabouts. Um, when you know when the, there's a try there to be to be taken, he can definitely take it. So uh, yeah, I, I feel like uh, his development playing a few Super Rugby games um, is going to be massive for Paulu Tamopio at uh, at Shoot Shield level. When one
2: of the guys for South that was absolutely as, uh, outstanding was. Uh was Tetra Faulkner, the the Waratahs squad prop, and uh, the other guy that I thought did really well in 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 that front row was uh, Andrew Tuala. So uh, uh, yeah, listen, that uh, that South Scrum is going to be a absolute weapon. So look out there, any 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 teams that play them, they're uh, they're going to go all right at Scrum time.
0: Yeah, they've had a good front row for a few years now. So, uh, yeah, they are going to be a handful because some scrums are, are much better than others in the competition and critically important. We'll move on. Uh, we'll move over to West Harbour's result against Randwick. West Harbour 17, Randwick 52.
1: In the highlights, uh, again, Burjo, and, and um, it's yeah, look, it's similar sort of a story. You know, the Wests are, are in it pretty early. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but then can't um, can't sustain the uh, sustain the pressure for the full eighty minutes. They scored um, pretty early in the game. I'm pretty sure where or they they had the opportunity to score a couple of couple of early tries. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look again, Randwick just capitalising on little handling errors and things like that. Um. You know, I think Mitch Short was scrum half if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yep. Yep. Um, that's, yeah,
2: that's correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah, br- brilliant, brilliant uh, uh, performance from him again. He's he's a guy who has played quite a lot of Super Rugby and he's probably out of favour now at the Tars, But um, he definitely put it put a, a show on at uh, Dremoyne Oval there. So um, yeah, look again, it was just a it was a it was a case of West Harbour sustained pressure. It was only you know twelve 0 early on in the piece and then. Um, and then the second half was a, a, just a, a fountain of points. One of the
2: round which big off-season recruits is, is is a guy with plenty of super rugby experience, the uh, loose-head prop, Chris Eves. And uh, he uh, he uh, spoke to me earlier in the week and he said, listen, uh, he's um, he's been uh, uh, shocked a bit about the speed of the shoot shield. Uh, and he said he was keen to hand the ball over to the backs as long as they score the points. So, uh, listen, he, uh, he he obviously went back on that promise because uh, he had his hands on the ball and scored two tries himself. So, uh, mm. the, uh, the the other bloke who's done uh, done sort of like quite well is uh, Ben Donaldson, who uh, who uh, was uh, probably going to play for the uh, Waratahs in Perth on the weekend by the
0: sound of things. Mm. Oh well, I t- I heard from. Um Gato after the match and he was trying to keep things pretty positive. It was only week one. so And he's got to, right? You know, um, West will just be hoping to improve. They've just, unfortunately, and it needs to be addressed, that the Western Sydney teams are leaking so many players around the competition and it just doesn't help, does it, Sweeney?
1: No, that's right. They need to figure out a way to keep them at the club. You know, there's been a lot of chat online, um, you know, amongst Facebook forums and things like that about how you do that and, yeah. you know I mean? and, and you know, how clubs are poaching these players from Western Sydney. Well, I actually I don't totally agree with that. I feel like yeah. players who are being developed out in Western Sydney, um, you know, they, they also want to taste a bit of success in their careers. So, you know, and they're leaving clubs because they're not tasting that success. Now, how do we make these clubs actually successful that's probably the big question that needs to be asked um boys boys I, I think also it's it's not only the the
2: success it's uh it's the environment in in and around those clubs uh you know that that feeling as though you're working towards something you know that uh, mm. that's that that's going to improve that's going to that's that's going to bring you to someone's notice and uh listen uh, unfortunately that's probably not the case uh at Penrith, it's probably not the case at uh, at uh, the Western Sydney tublers and you know, like probably West Harbour as well. You know, that's that's probably a pretty harsh assessment. You know, they can obviously turn that around fairly quickly, but uh, mm. they they've got to get their structures right. You know, off mm. the field's very important, and uh, on the field's uh, you know that's. That's what keeps the, everyone at bay on, the, on on a Sunday morning, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, it does. And I think, look, I think Western Sydney certainly trying to make inroads with the with the stadium development. That's going to be a huge plus. So I hope that will, you know, um, increase the, the standard of their program. And I think that's what everyone's doing to try and retain that talent. And wholeheartedly agree with Swainy. It's not it's not potentially what these clubs are doing. It's, it's the ambition of the individual. And so they've got to be able to harbour that that um, that. That pathway, so to speak, uh, for these players. So we might we might go there actually uh, to TG Milner, where the two Blues took on the Woodies. Uh, Woodies far too classy, fifty nine to fifteen. Um, I th- would assume Ben Batcher uh, would be very happy with that first hit out. I got to catch a little bit of the game, um, but um, yeah, Woodies just just look quite polished already.
1: Yeah, and aren't they a polished team? You know, Ben Batcher as well he's just coming on as a head coach, isn't he? Um, you know, he's been under the, the tutelage and, and sort of guiding hand of John Menenti now for a year or two. And, uh, and um, you know, I don't think John Menenti does a, a terrible lot. He just sort of sits in behind Benny Batcher. But um, he's, he's definitely becoming an accomplished head coach after having such a successful playing career in the shoot shield. So great to see, but, yeah, guys like uh, you know No Nita Wase out there. Um, he's uh, he's definitely got the moves at this level, and hopefully he can, that can translate to higher honours as well for uh, Marky Mark. Um, but yeah, they uh, they definitely have some uh, some lightning out there and some real talent. Uh, and the two Blues, you know, they I mean it was seven all, wasn't it? Um, at uh, yeah. at one point, um, you know, pretty early on in the game. But uh, but again, it's just uh it's it's just staying with these teams. It's I think it's what uh,
2: what Benny Batches said to me was that I'm uh, uh, very happy with the performance of the young second rower Charlie Kale, who's a uh, who's twenty one, made his shoot shield debut on on Saturday and got uh, got sort of player's player. He's been in and around that Australian under twenties, sort of like. Uh, uh, academy sort of level, but uh, has mm-hmm. picked up a couple of injuries over the last couple of years. So, uh, as Batcher said to me, you know, they're quite happy to see him out there playing some footy. You know, he's uh, he's a Woody's through and through. Got a couple of brothers at the club there, their uh, fly halves and fullback. So, uh, you know, they're obviously at the uh, at the back of the food food queue at the uh, at the Kyle household, but. Uh, uh, as far as a, a debut went, it went uh, went pretty well. Okay, he did. Uh, he scored a try. Uh, um, he did some great work in defence. Did a couple of steals at line-out time and all that sort of stuff. And uh, the only reason he's probably playing second row, a bit like uh, a bloke called Tim Anstey last year, is there's a there's a handy six there called Michael Isley who's uh, who's got that number six jersey at at the moment. But uh, he'll get he'll get his. Uh, He'll get his go there, but uh, good to see another young kids sort of coming through and uh, going from there. On the Parramatta front, they're uh, you know they've, they've they've had to reinvent themselves in many ways, and Joel Rivers has actually done that. And uh, you know they're uh, the, the, they're a, they're a side of big boppers last year, and they're they're a bit different this year. So uh, try for try there early on, so uh, and uh, until late uh, when. The guys like Ed Med and uh, Marky Mark, I'm not going to attempt his uh, his second name. Swainey, I think you did very well on that front. Uh, uh, they, they sort of ran away with it. But overall, pretty good hit out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Swainey, give us the pronunciation, please. Nawinga Natase is it? No, it's, it's pretty easy
1: once you actually say it a few times. 48,000
0: so, times, yeah.
1: nawanga no, no Nita Wase. Nawanga no Nita Wase. So um, actually, on that, I um, we've spent a bit of time at Stan Sport um, with uh, some of the development officers and the the player uh, liaisons at all the, the clubs, being very responsible in learning the Pacific Island names, and uh, and so Sean and I in particular have been quite um, have been studying uh, the Pacific Island names and the PI names. Uh, a lot and uh and we're really keen on getting them right so um yeah i had, and so matt Tomua, um he he's he actually decided that he uh, and and quite rightly um, wanted to be known as matt tomo now from now on so what? Um, friday night um i called the rebels v-force game down there in melbourne and and he was uh matt tomo so very good um, yeah so that is, uh, that's the inflection coming in swaneney isn't it yeah, that's right. It's just a um, it's it's basically acknowledging that there's an apostrophe and some glottal stops in their names. Mm. I think it's what you call it. Um, so Matt uh
0: from now on. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, final game of the round, and uh, it was out at the foot of the mountains. Unfortunately, the home team Penrith uh, did not score a point to Norse seventy three. I watched some of the game. Casho, your beloved Sherman, looked pretty slick. They've got a very good backline and a very um, energetic number seven. Charlie Jevin Fellows had a hat trick within about 19 minutes. Did he score any more? Maybe
2: in no, no, no. He, uh, he sort of settled on the hat trick and uh, and sort of did uh, did sort of quite well. So uh, mm, know, like he, uh, he, he kept a guy by the name of James uh, Jimmy the Jet Turner. In uh, in his shadow, so um, mm. Jimmy the Jet only scored uh, the one try. It was a nice, uh, it was a nice uh, intercept. And uh, listen, he's got some serious gas, that guy. So uh, look out if you're um, you're on that right edge uh, of, of the northern suburbs side. But uh, he's rapid, yeah, mate.
0: He's rapid. I think he's one of the quickest in the comp, just by the name. Yeah,
2: listen, he's been in around that seven series of uh, yep. of late. So. Uh, Listen, it, uh, it'd be good to see him, uh, him uh, you know, get some serious time and some serious tries for uh, for the uh, for the old red and blacks. But uh, also to drama out there at uh, Penrith, you know, they're uh, they're probably un- undermanned and uh, outskilled and all that sort of stuff. And uh, you know, there's uh, drama in and around uh, John Muggle and, uh, uh, the the coaching there, you know, Mugo was uh, seriously considering his uh, his position there about whether he was the right man for the job, uh, sort of like going forward. But uh, apparently, from what I've been told today, he's uh, he's, he's sort of back on board and uh, willing to uh, knuckle down and uh, and and try and make a go for it at uh, at Penrith. Uh, over the next couple of months or
0: so, you gotta you gotta sympathise with them, don't you, Sweeney? I mean, what is the right man for the job? It's such an incredibly difficult position.
1: Yeah, uh, and look, I, 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 my answer, simple answer is I don't know. Um, it's you know you've had Jeremy Paul there, you've had Julian Huxley there, um, you've got mugo there. Now um, you know I saw someone suggest. Uh, why not try all three of them there at the same time? (laughs) Um, Which, you know, I I don't know how that clash of... Listen,
2: Swanee, let's let's throw in Peter Fenton. Let's throw in uh, uh, Scott Johnson, who had some success there. Let's throw in Darren Coleman. Darren Coleman, yep. they
1: have had some good coaches there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we keep bringing it up and we keep harping on it there. We we really hope that they can keep their under-18s together. Um, heading into into senior rugby um, because you know they're state champions they've got age group state champions who've stayed together over the last few years um, you know hopefully a bit of bit of patience um, some some resolve from the players um, to to try and make this club a little bit better um, and and you know the right coach at the right time and who knows what could happen but yeah I, the, the the short answer is i don't know because you know, they've we've tried everything, it seems, at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I it's um it's a worry because if we look through the results from the weekend, I mean look, the Manly results probably a little bit abnormal from what you'd normally expect from what you get out of Manley, but Newcastle were, were well beaten. Um Rambics, you know, easily accounted for West. Norse have smashed Penrith. And Eastwood pretty routine against Western Sydney. So is the bottom, you know, third of the – or the bottom three of the ladder going to change this year? Probably not. Um, is it a problem for the SRU and New South Wales rugby in general? It, it probably is. But I don't know what the easy answer is. Does Does anyone – Kasha, you got any answers here, mate?
2: <laughs> No, listen. It's um, you know, like uh, if, if I had the answer, I'd uh, I'd be getting paid a wee bit more. If you know what I mean. So uh, oh, yeah. it's uh, it, it 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 is one of those things. But I think uh, I think uh, one of the problems at Penrith has been they're trying to get a different result by approaching things in the same way. Uh, Link McKenzie said, that's just not going to get you the results. That's just not going to get you where you want to be. So I think, uh, I think they've got to be, uh, some sort of major yeah. management change, not so much the coaching, uh, some sort of management and board help there so they can, uh, they, they can actually sort of move forward in, in, in a positive
1: way. The other thing is Casho and, and Burjo is that you know there hasn't been a lot a lot of help over the years from you know higher governing bodies in terms of you know we've we've punted all the development offices from the west of Sydney um, you know there's very few development offices anywhere in New South Wales these days um, you know so there there needs to be a, I think from a, a top down um, you know, and there probably has been. there's probably been hundreds of them like a summit, a, you know a think tank. How do we, how do we get the success out of Western Sydney that we need because the game needs them to be successful.
0: But they are they are at the junior level, they're, 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 they're dominating up until a certain age group, but then you know money becomes involved and rugby league becomes involved. so they just can't convert any and, and obviously that's through a lack of finance and resources it just has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look, we could talk for hours on that, and we've got another subject which we might drag on for. So we'll just change tact after looking at those reviews. But before I do, I've been asked for a plug. Um, I've got the uh, 2021 Sydney Under-18 Rugby Union Selection Trials are coming up. Um, attention all under-18 rugby players involved in club rugby, you are invited to nominate for the Selection Trials for the 2021 Under-18 Sydney team. When? Sunday the 9th of May at Baronia Park, Hunters Hill. Um, so anyone is eligible there from the 18's age group. Any kids listen to the podcast or parents or friends, rugby players, make sure you pass that on to someone that is eligible for that and get them along. All right, moving along. Now, there's been an interesting article broken on SMH this afternoon uh, where the Waratahs are set to name Ben Donald to the Roundwick 5'8", uh, for the game against the Western Force, and that has been slammed by current Eastwood coach Ben Batcher who thinks it's crazy that Tane Edmed hasn't been promoted. Edmed obviously had been performing um, off the bench and seemingly had done quite well, um, but uh, Edmed uh, seemingly behind Donaldson. Um, Batch has come out to bat for his player. He's also thrown a little bit of shade into the Myrtle Green, thinking they've got a bit more of a Rolls-Royce into the starting sign. So it's all happening here. And Batcher did not stop there. He's gone to town on the (laughs) uh, under-20s team um, for their Rolls-Royce treatment too. So, uh, look, um, strongly worded. It's quite sensational, but I love it. Got to love passion. And, you know, he's calling a spade a spade in terms of, of what he thinks. Anyone want to take this on from the top down?
2: Listen, he, he's just gone out there to bat for one of his players, and he just feels at this particular point in time that uh, uh, Tane Edmond has done the entire pre-season with the Waratahs. I'm not sure how he's gone at training. I've, you know, I, I haven't watched any of that, but uh, uh, but he's done exceedingly well off the bench, um, and. Uh, They've they've gone with uh, with with Donaldson, so uh, you know, like he, he, he and he stressed to me that it, it wasn't about uh, Donaldson not being up to the job. He just felt that this was Tane Edmunds' time after twelve months in uh, in the Shoot Shield, playing against men for uh, the past eighteen months or so. Mm. Whereas uh, probably Donaldson's probably had maybe ten or twelve games of uh, of uh, Shoot Shield, uh, and unfortunately not a lot of those have been uh, uh, in the number 10 jersey because he's flicked between 10 and 15 with uh, with Will Harrison also being there at, uh, at that particular stage. So, mm. listen, he's, uh, he's just uh, sticking up for one of his woodies.
0: So yeah, I tend to agree. I mean... This is an important conversation because it's a conversation that's alienated a large part of the New South Wales rugby public, which is the club rugby scene. Now, people will will, some some areas of the rugby fraternity in New South Wales will roll their eyes about you know the shoot shield point of view, but it's just a reality. It's the Waratahs have not achieved much success, and it has been filled. The roster has been filled with players that have simply not played enough senior football. So I have to lament. I have to agree with Batcher. I don't understand why someone like Ed Med's been jumped uh, by Donaldson, who all accounts is is a good player. It just doesn't feel like he's done the time that Ed Med has. And I tend to agree. He's played a full season of Shoot Shield. His cameos off the bench have been good. Um, You could say from the outset, does it stink a little? Maybe it does. Um, So I I think this goes back to a wider conversation. We're talking about the problems with Western Sydney, We've got to start broadening our horizons and looking at the game, you know, from outside of just exclusive pathways. Do we not?
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Burjo. Um, you know, there's a couple. Of, I mean, it's one of the all-time great sprays, isn't it? From oh, it's, ben, it's unreal. It's, it's red hot. Um, like it's it's compelling reading. He just lets fly on literally everything in Australian <laughs> rugby that's gone well or badly in the last two years. It's, oh, it's all gone. sensational. But um. But uh, you know the definition of crazy is doing the same thing and expecting the same results. You said that before, Casho, right? So, um, what have we been doing? Well, we've been warehousing guys and and um, not not really promoting too many guys from Shoot Shield. So, why don't we try and do something different? So, I like I get that, right? Um, You know, having said that, we're not at training every day, seeing what Ben Donaldson's doing. Um, Mm. You know, we're not we're not there watching his every move. you know, he's probably been down at Randwick training. I would have wagered um, quite a bit, Benny Donaldson. Um, and, you know, from all accounts, you know, he, he was pushing Will Harrison last year before Will Harrison was kind of backed into that 10 jersey. Um, you know, and, and but Tane Edmund's got the, the runs on the board, right? Like he's, he's come mm. on off the bench and played really well the last couple of weeks. So, yeah. you know, it's obviously a tough decision that the these coaches are having to make. We're not there to make those decisions, though, and, and you know, we're only seeing the 80 minutes um, on the Saturday. We're not there to, the other six days a week that they're training. So, mm. um, yeah, look, I, I totally get Benny Batcher sticking up for his man um, and I, I totally get what he's saying around, you know, the talking up of the under-20s under team from 2019, um, you know, but... You know, the, most of those guys have come through and, and, and started performing pretty well. So, mm. it's, uh, it's a, but you say was,
0: you say pretty you, know, you say pretty well, right? But the Tars are winless. Um, you know, our our NRC performance has paled in comparison to the other franchises. Now, maybe that's because for a while there, certainly twenty fifteen onwards, we had more Wallabies in uh, from New South Wales than, than other states. Maybe that would change if you ran an NRC now, but something is is seriously broken. Um, And the Shoot Shield has to acknowledge what our deficiencies are in trying to rectify this. And I I just – there's something wrong. And and this comes back to the Western Sydney things. It comes back to decisions like this that Batch is bringing to the fore. And somehow we've got to try and fix it. And, you know, we've got the SIU, which advocates for Shoot Shield, and then we don't have any trust in New South Wales Union. So it's a really difficult situation because if you watch NRC – it was so evidently clear for years that Queensland particularly had prepared so many players ready for professional rugby than what New South Wales had, yet we like to spruik how good the shoot is, which is good, um, but that's relying on a lot of prestige, a lot of exposure, a lot of money. Is that a good thing? Uh, we've got a lot of international players playing the shoot shield. Is that a good thing? We've lost a big part of our Pacific Island Um uh, Populous, you would say, compared to what Melbourne and now the Reds have. You look at the Islanders coming through those franchises. You've got to have the Polynesian players in rugby. That's the reality. So there's just more problems you can point a stick at at the moment, Kasha. It's
2: it's interesting, isn't it? And uh, the, the the other question that I ask is 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 the coaching for eternity trying to do the uh, you know the next big thing? You know, selection. You know, you know mm. back. Uh, Bob Dwyer picked uh, Timmy Horan and Jason Little to play in the centres against the All Blacks, and they won. And so I get ever since then, it's been this this vibe about uh, oh, listen, I'll I'll pick this kid who's eighteen or nineteen or twenty or hasn't had much experience, but it's pretty handy. But uh, and and you know, like and 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 then we'll go from there, throw him out there, and uh, and and sort of like see what happens. It's uh, it's a Obviously a lot more complicated equation now coming into uh, professional rugby with uh, you know, training loans and other bits and pieces like that. So uh, mm. yeah, it's uh, it's um, a question that needs uh, some consideration and some answering really, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it's certainly you can you get the, the, the Patworth woman fuzzies reading Ben's word, don't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's just coming from the hymn sheet, which is fair enough. And and who's to say Brett's not wrong? He, and he's been saying the same thing for ten plus years. And I, I forgot about Pappy. Connection, we Well, mate, the influence is large. You've got big players there at Eastwood, and you know they're talking up someone like John Menenti for um, the Waratahs job. And mate, you know maybe if if we are all agreeing and buying into this kind of a conversation, it mightn't be a bad thing. But you know that's certainly got to develop. But um, yeah. Look, um, it's going to be a good game, um, Eastwood-Ramwick, this year, I reckon.
1: Yeah, that'll be
0: spicy. That'll be spicy, won't it? It will be spicy. It will be spicy. All right, we'll just have a quick um, preview of this week coming up. Uh, My dear friends, the Rats' first home game, round two, haven't fired a shot yet. They get their home game against Ramwick. That's going to be an awesome day up there at Rat Park. I encourage anyone on the peninsula to get up there because Manly's not playing at home, so... uh, Get up to Rat Park, get up and have a beer with Daz Hawthorne and all the legends up there in the hillbillies. Um, they're taking on Ramick. That's going to be an, an interesting watch, isn't it, Kesha?
2: Yeah, It certainly is. I was down there launched this morning at uh, Rat Park, and they they named they named the uh, the Penrith fly half from last year, Dean Blore at uh, at number ten, and uh, their skipper at uh, at fifteen in uh, in Ben Mar, but. Uh, Listen, they've uh, they beefed up in the front row ranks. So they'll be very, very hard hard to hard to beat. And obviously the side side's gonna be without uh one Ben Donaldson and uh Ben Starkey so like uh coming in there to uh take over from him. But uh yeah, listen, it'll be a it'll be a fantastic afternoon there. A lot happening in the area with the uh with the uh, World Surfing League uh, tournament at uh, at North Arubin, so uh, listen, there could be all sorts. You you, you could even see uh, see some uh, surfing stars there uh, watching watching the rats and uh...
1: I heard John John Florence is a massive rats fan. Just quietly,
0: <laughs> well, we got Kelly Slater in a uh, Marlins cap a couple of years ago, but the great the great Mick Fanning opened a yoga studio in Manly today. Um, he was down there with. Um, Oh, a harem of girls, but... Alana um, oh, you know, Ferguson I, was there, I believe. Uh, Al- Alana was there, along with um, half of Sydney's, um, I, I don't know what you call them, fashionistas, and lots of lycra. Ly- lycra is just an incredible um, industry. Virgil, it's called active where, mate. Come on. I don't know, mate. Look, it looks. You, good. you didn't pull looks... out your
2: old
1: Lycurgus Burge for a bit of a, a bit of shavasana.
0: Look, I like to have a walk around three o'clock, just a bit of a you know a mental fade from the office. And I might have walked past. Um, thanks to Instagram for giving me that hot tip. But uh, yeah, look, uh, Mick Fanning, uh, you know, he just filled me up with beer with his Bolter Brewery, and now uh, now he's telling us all to exercise. So uh, you know, I, I I do love Mick. Gordon are taking on the two Blues. That's going to be a tough ass for the two Blues, isn't it, Swanny? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, at Chatswood
0: Oval as well. Um,
1: you know, the, the, the Chatswood Oval faithful will be there in in big numbers, you'd think, and, uh, yeah, look, I, I, if they can put that those kind of numbers on Manly, I, I shudder to think what they can do against Western Sydney at uh, at Chatswood Oval. But, you know, here's hoping that the two Blues can stay with them for, you know, a good chunk of that game, and keep it competitive because we don't like to see these blats Five of the six games last week, you know, the, the uh, winning side raised the bat. So, um, you know, we want to we want to keep these these games competitive. He is hoping that uh, the two blues can can put in a bit of a spirited performance.
2: Boys, the uh, Billy Melrose hasn't made too many changes there. He's. Uh, He's only bracketed Tom Silk and uh, a young kid who uh, is good on the ball by the name of uh, Tom Moore, But, uh, yeah, listen, they're uh, they're obviously trying to uh, get a bit of synergy sort of happening there. But uh, the big thing of the afternoon is uh, James Luff, the uh, the number six for Gordon. He's going to play his hundredth game for the club, so uh, good luck to Luffy.
0: Mm, yeah, Billy. Uh- I had a quick exchange of Billy after the game. He said he wasn't enjoying the game towards the end of the day, but um, I tend to uh, think that's a bit of bullshit, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, good luck to Billy. Did he have his fingers crossed? Oh, mate, he, I, on a Sunday he likes to go to the Skiff Club. I, I picked a bar at the other end of the Manly because I knew he'd just be there with a big grin on his face. So anyway, we won't go into that any further because it just hurts too much. Uh, South v. Woods is going to be an interesting game, Casho. Uh, South, certainly you got they're going to have to take their wins. I mean, they were close against East last week, uh, taking on the Woodies at home. Tough ass, but they are at Powerline Park. And if you don't front up to Powerline Park, it's going to be a tough day.
2: Yeah, the, the only change that uh, Todd Loudon has got is Jake Douglas coming in for Cody Roman, but uh, uh, and also the other big change is he's moved uh, Chris Kajiasius to uh, to number ten. He's very much he's uh, Mister Fix It there, so he's hoping to have a bit more uh, a bit more connectivity with, uh, with 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 his forwards and his backs there because there are a couple of times they're particularly late where they had scoring opportunities and uh, they were looking the wrong way. So uh, Batches uh, has uh, pretty much gone with, with the same side uh, that he announced last week. But uh, the big in for him is
1: a bloke called Lewis Pannoni, who's known as Doom. Swaney give, give us a Doom, please, mate. Oh, God, mode, How good. Uh, just doom. Give me- I actually, I'm looking forward to, and this is this is very much a purist thing, but I love. I'm looking forward to the scrum battle in between these two sides. Both very strong set piece. Um, you know that that South scrum Faulkner and Tuwala up front. Mm. Uh, you know Eastwood. I didn't get a good chance to look at their scrum last week, but you know Reece Sheriff in the tight head jersey um, should be pretty a, a pretty tasty. Scrum battle, there you go. You don't hear that every day,
0: do you? No, no. Um, we've got University and West Harbour. Oh, I think we're hoping for something from West Harbour. I do think uni are going to be too strong there. Hunter taking on the Shawman. Casho. oh, uh, might be a few surprises in store for the Shawman. They'll be very disappointed, Hunter, after the University performance.
2: Yeah, listen, what, um, what Bubba was saying was that they – Underestimated the effect of uh, travelling down on on the bus, you know the uh, the the effect of the road trip. So uh, you know, like he's uh, he's hoping to uh, do a bit of an ambush on uh, on sort of northern suburbs who are who are debuting um, uh, run on debut for Tyler Kearns, who's their uh, their pretty handy prop from uh, from New Zealand, who's sort of come over this year. And the other big in for North is Dave Henaway, who was. Uh, Uh, didn't play uh, last week. So the rest of it's pretty much uh, as is because uh, Zach Beer reported on uh, Sunday and Monday, no injuries whatsoever. So he was a a happy man after uh, I spoke to him on Sunday after I had a bit of a a, a players and partners uh, get together at the Greens, which is the old North Sydney bowling club on, uh, on Sunday.
0: Very nice. They do things nicely up there, don't they, Swanee, on North Shore? Oh, I love it. Be, be a lot, be a lot of polos, a lot of polo shirts. A
1: lot of RM Williams, a lot of polo shirts. Um, yeah, de-
0: definitely. Pretty <laughs> a bit mean now. All right. Do you give the Marlins a chance against East at Wallara? Well,
1: not on last week's performance. Yeah. But, um, you know, anything can
0: happen. <laughs> it's Shirt shield. Hey, look, uh, look, like, look, uh, look, Ramwick, we forget. we got short memories. Um, Ramwick uh, had 81 put on them last season and uh, I think they won the following week. And, you know, they very nearly knocked Gordon out of the comp. I uh, didn't knock him out of the comp, but knocked him over in the first week of the finals. But, uh, look, I'm just trying to find some positives here. At least it happened in round one, right?
1: Yeah, oh, exactly. That, that's the thing, right? And, uh, and I've, I've, uh, I actually didn't mention that before. and sort of, I was sort of trying to get that out to Goldie that it is. It's only round one. So, come on, chin yeah. up. Get back into your work and, and you know, trust that what you're doing um could be, you know, effective. So yeah, look, but but I mean it's a pretty well drilled Eastern suburbs team, isn't it? So um let's uh let's just see on that one.
2: Yeah, that's right. I'll be missing Jack Grant. Angus Fowler comes in there for, for the Beasties, but uh Rowan Seifel, I should uh should direct them around the field a bit. And uh the big question from this manly side, Burjo, is uh can you give uh, Harry the afternoon off so he could go home and, uh, and and have a bit of a nap to be, uh, you know, tippy-top for uh, Saturday afternoon?
0: Well, he's got an auction uh, Saturday morning, so he's going to have to front up for work first and foremost. So hopefully that's successful and um, hopefully gets over to Wallara and, uh, you know, things go okay for the Marlins. Certainly we'll be uh, crossing our fingers and toes if we don't see a repeat of last week because, uh, wasn't enjoyable, but uh, gents, we're going to get out and about. There's some some footy. Um, Swayder, you have probably got some official duties this weekend. What are you calling on uh, on the weekend?
1: Uh, no calling this week. No call. Yeah, I'm, I'm double. I'm double producing role this week with Super Rugby. So S- Saturday night, Western Force v Waratahs. Yep. At, uh, in Perth, and then big game. Yeah, big game, big game. Actually, you know the Waratahs are still a chance. Would you believe? So, um, I don't,
0: I don't understand how that works. But I okay. Yeah. okay, I'll just say okay.
1: The perils of a five-team competition. Um, mm-hmm. and and then Sunday afternoon footy, um, uh, two pm on Stan Sport. You'll be able to watch the Rebels take on the Brumbies in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, look, perfect timing for. a a cold beer and to settle in on the couch and uh, watch a bit of Super Rugby on Sunday Arvo as well. And you can probably um, lead into that with a few mini-matches from uh, Shoot Shield and Hospital Cup the night before. So Mm. uh, it's Sunday this week, not a lot of work getting done, I don't
2: think. All all roads for me lead to uh, Rat Park on Quite looking forward to that uh, ring of the Ramwick games. I would have so, thought uh, so.
0: I would have thought yeah, so, Kasia.
2: With, uh, with all those guys there. And of course, uh, Ben McCormack uh, was a coach there under uh, under Darren Coleman and knows uh, Mike Riven very, very well. So interesting to see how that one uh, pans out and, and the aftermath. Looking forward to it.
0: Thanks, boys. Enjoy your rugby. We'll catch you soon. Oh,